Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hello and welcome back to the Lombardi Line on a Sunday. This show, as always, presented by BetMGM. We're coming to you from coast to coast. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi at his office in Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, live from our VEASAN studio in downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Got a great final hour ahead. Our great friend Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata, is going to join us in just a little bit, break down some college football futures. Hopefully not too much about the future of college football because I'm just kind of over that after the way things have transpired mm-hmm. this weekend. Michael, well, but... It's just, a, it's just a Pac-12, Stormy. That's all you're worried just about. I mean, come Pac-12. on. The future of college football is great. Is it, though? I don't want... A, the the Power 5, obviously, no longer will exist, but I don't want a Power 2. I feel like college football is going to be just completely unrecognizable after the next five years. Well, yeah, I do, but there's always, you know, there's always an opportunity for teams to emerge, right? Cincinnati went to the Final Four two years ago, right? It, it 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 takes good coaching. It takes, you know, one thing about everybody makes a big deal about the recruiting, right? And recruiting's important. But we, how many five stars don't turn out? How, I mean, look at Clemson. They've not been able to figure out the quarterback position since Deshaun Watson left. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten five stars every year. So, I, I think it, you know, it all comes down to obviously the NIL changed the direction of everything. But I do think we'll find our niche. Now, I think schools in the MAC and those—that—that's going to be the harder programs. Yeah. Well, and that's what I am. I am somebody that loves West Coast football. I love Group of Five football, and so yeah. being kind of more of a traditionalist in the sense that I love the regionality of college football and the rivalry and tradition. Seeing that slowly go away and to quote the wonderful song dollar dollar bill y'all money rules everything around me <laughs> that is what we're seeing in college football that it's becoming a professional entity instead of what we've known and loved about college football for so many years so i'm not gonna go crazy down that road down that tangent we got lots of nfl news and notes and headlines to hit michael so let's start off this hour with a sunday edition of no way or no doubt roll it do you disagree with these takes no Way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubts. No doubts. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi, no way or no doubt. All right, Michael, we're going to see whether you agree 
or have no interest in any of these headlines. But okay, let's get off started with normally in the preseason, we don't see a ton of starters play, especially when it comes to veteran quarterbacks. But could it be important for this veteran NFL QB? Broncos head coach Sean Payton says starters will play in their preseason opener this coming Friday, including potentially their quarterback, Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett didn't have Wilson take a single snap in the preseason a year ago and ended up having the worst year of his career. So no way or no doubt. Russell and the Broncos starters do need to play these preseason games a little bit. No doubt. Everybody needs to play a little bit, right? I'm not sure running backs need to play. I think one of the reasons why Zeke Elliott hasn't signed and Dalvin Cook hasn't signed is because they really don't want to go to camp this early. There's too many three preseason games, too many padded practices. I get that. But there are skill players that need to play. And your quarterback needs to play. And remember, Sean Payton is from the Bill Parcells school of of, of preseason. He wants his offensive linemen to get work. Parcells believed the offensive linemen were like boxers. If they didn't spar enough in the summer, they weren't going to be ready for the fight come September. And I think Sean Payton understands that as well. And I think it'll be good for their team. Look, even Sean McVay, the man who doesn't want anything to do with preseason football, said he's changed his mind because he's got such a young team. He's going to play his guys this summer. Russell Wilson, tough year a season ago, completed a career-low 60.5% of his passes, career-low 16 touchdowns, all while being sacked 55 times. So maybe a little preseason action will do him good, especially learning this new system under Sean Payton. Now, our guy Jamar Chase did not like what he saw this preseason with Joe Burrow getting hurt. Doesn't want him to start the season if he's not ready. Says he told Burrow that with all yep. honesty, I don't want you here. Quote, I told him as long as you're there after week five and on, we're good, brother. <laughs> so no way yeah. or no doubt, Michael, Joe Burrow should consider skipping that week one opener against the Browns to ensure he's fully healthy when it matters most this season. I think no doubt here, but I'm not sure he can miss five weeks. Mm. Like they've been five and four the last two seasons going into their bye week. And they've been able to come back and win those games, won some tough games, Kansas City at home, San Francisco, that they lost to them. But they were able to play well down the stretch. I think the way the AFC is with so many talented teams, I think it's going to be hard to go five and four and then play a tough schedule and overcome it. So I think they got to get off to a little bit of a better start. I'm not saying they need to go nine and zero, but I don't know if you can go five and four and still hold on. Head coach Zach Taylor, when asked about Joe Burrow's timeline to return, said still several weeks from when I last said several. So not a great start (laughs) there. Um, The Bengals are currently a one-point favorite in Cleveland for that opener in week one. Let's go to the Detroit Lions here. Um, They have Uh been playing at Ford Field since 2002. You know what? I'm just going to let Dan Campbell say what he's going to say before I hit you with the question. Let's get it in there. All right, go ahead. Wait, I feel wind underneath my freaking wings, man. That's what I feel. Truthfully? Truthfully. It uplifts you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this, man. This is outstanding. I love our fans. I love that, man, they feel it like we feel it. And uh, no, this is not a burden. This is not pressure. This is not weight. This is, man, this gives me inspiration is what it does for me. That was his reflection on the Detroit Lions having a season ticket sellout at Ford Field, a place that they've been located at since 2002. First time that that's happened for the team. 
no way or no doubt the Lions can live up to all of these expectations in 2023. Well, I think there's no doubt they can. It's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to take the same level of production that they had the last nine games of the season. Look, I think what gets missed often is the fan bases of some of these teams that haven't won. This Detroit Lions fan base is outstanding. First of all, Michigan, the state of Michigan loves football. Obviously, we know at University of Michigan, Michigan State, Central Michigan, all those directional schools, it's a football state. And they love the Lions. The Lions just haven't given them anything to love. So I think that fan. Now, one of the things I've always dreamed about was to be general manager, to be a general manager of a dome stadium because of the crowd noise, because it's so hard to hear. It's such an advantage. The snap count is the only advantage the offense has. And when you go into Detroit and you can't hear it, you lose your advantage. So this is a great opportunity. They're going to have a sellout crowd. They're going to be really involved. This is their moment. They need to take advantage of it, and we'll see if they can. Speaking to those expectations, Dan Campbell, co-favorite to win Coach of the Year. First time this team has been favored to make the playoffs in over 15 seasons. It's their shortest odds to win a Super Bowl since 1996, and the first time that they've been favored to win the NFC North since it was formed in 2002. So... High expectations to have to live up to. We'll see if they can reach that bar. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts and talk your favorite Uh-oh. subject, running backs. Jonathan oh, Taylor. No. We're still trying to figure out what's going to happen there after requesting a trade out of Indy. With the running back situation, though, in flux, RB2 getting injured. They went out and signed running back Kenyon Drake, as they announced yesterday. How are you feeling about this, though, Michael? No way or no doubt. JT will start week one in Indy. Uh, no doubt he'll start week one. Okay. I think there's no doubt he will. Um, and without a new contract. Because unless he can't rehab, I mean, he needs a good season. I mean, let's face it. He needs, if he comes in and he's hurt and doesn't play, are you sure someone's going to want to pay you $15 million a year? Are they going to pay you $3 million above market when you're not healthy and you've, not, and you've been a problem? Again, I keep saying this. Nobody wants somebody else's problems. So I think it's imperative for him to get healthy, and I think he needs to stop listening to his agent and start doing what's right. I'm not saying that Colts are right, but he. I'm saying what he said is right. Mm-hmm. April 19th, I put the pen to paper. I made the decision. I signed the contract. I'm obliged to it. Signs a new agent, gets on a Zoom call, whole new mentality over a matter of months. He got promised. He got promised something that that agent can't deliver. I mean, he got promised something that agent can't deliver. That's and, just fact. And I'm tired of, like, using social media as a way to air your grievances and figure stuff out. Like, let's be yeah. grown-ups here, shall we? Also, I must have glossed over this one in the rundown before I opened this because we were talking about conference realignment and now here we are yet again take a listen to Washington State head coach Jake Dickert real quick the old question was how long would it take TV money to destroy college football maybe we're here you know maybe we're here you know to think even remotely five years ago the Pac-12 would be in this position it's unthinkable to think that we're here today and to think that local yeah. rivalries are at risk and fans driving four hours to watch their team play in a road game and rivalries is at risk, to me, is unbelievable. I feel like you're going to hit me with a no way, but I need a no doubt. Conference realignment will be damaging to the future of the sport. Uh, for some schools, there's no doubt. For Like Washington State, Oregon State, it will be damaging. 
because they were the they relied on the Big Ten, the Pac-12, to carry them. And there's some schools that are not on the are on the outside looking in. San Diego State in the Mountain West. There's some schools without this will have a hard time surviving. Washington State will have a hard time being an elite program because they were affiliated with the Pac-12. Same thing with Oregon State. So it will affect some of these schools. And unfortunately, they got caught. I agree with Coach. I mean, let ten years ago, uh, two thousand. I mean, there was Stanford was in the top five college, and so was Oregon. They were the best programs in the country. And Larry Scott systematically decided to utilize that Pac-12 network, and it destroyed them. There was no syndication. There was no ability to watch the games, Stan- and that really ruined it. Stanford, I feel, is the biggest loser in all of this, especially when it comes to their Olympic sports. They are a pipeline university to the Olympics, and if they were to go to a a Mountain West or a lesser-than conference, financially, that's going to take a toll, and that's going to significantly hit their Olympic sports. We always think about things under the umbrella of football, but there's so much more to be uncovered throughout this process. We'll have more college football a little later with Thomas Gable, but when we return, we got more blue chip, red chip, looking at edge rushers this time around. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID. You can open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Tony. In about 15 minutes, we'll have the one and only Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook yes. at the Borgata, who will join us. But for now, Michael, we're going to give a little homage here to 
the GM shuffle and the blue chip, mm -hmm. red chip series that you, of course, dive into every single year, breaking down the best of the best at some of the most important positions on the football field. Last week, we were talking off-ball linebackers. Today, we're on to the edge rushers. And one of the no way, no doubt items we actually didn't get to in the previous segment was about Micah Parsons, who we talked earlier in the show about the comments that he made about not only wanting to be a Hall of Famer, but being one of the best ever to play mm -hmm. the game. Um, he is the favorite to win this year's NFL Defensive Player of the Year after finishing second in the voting once again this past season. I have to imagine he's pretty high on your blue chip list here. Well, I think what he brings is the uniqueness to the game, right? I mean, he can play off the line. He can play on the line. And so when you're studying the game, that everybody has four rushers that rush the passer. And then somebody can be the fifth rusher. And sometimes there are situations where a guy is a better fifth rusher than he is a fourth rusher. Now, what does that mean? That means that when everybody's occupied, he can win a one-on-one -on -one or he can create a right matchup. He can get into a matchup. And so when you are a really good fifth rusher or a really good fourth rusher, all of a sudden you're dynamic. When we saw, when we saw Jamal Adams have a lot of success rushing, he was the fifth rusher but he was matched up on a running back. Once the NFL decided, you know what, Jamal Adams isn't a safety. He's a, he, we're going to count him as a defensive lineman or a linebacker, and we're going to put a big guy on him. His effectiveness went away. And so that ability is really rare to get to. You can sneak your way through it, but eventually the protection schemes pick up. Parsons is an elite fourth rusher, and he's an elite fifth rusher. And because he can be the fifth rusher, he can fit on the rush, and he understands how to craft himself into the pocket and make plays. It's rather unique. I think if he continues on this trajectory, he's going to be one of the best defensive players. Now, let's hold the horses here. He's not Lawrence Taylor yet, you know, because I think people need to go to YouTube and watch what Lawrence Taylor could do and how he played, but he's really good. Bosa, to me, is on, a, on another level, too. He and Parsons are both a lot. Everybody would you in my say that's 1A, category, 1B? <laughs> I would say it's both 1A. Okay. They're different, but they're similar. Look, here's the reality. These five guys that I have in the blue chip category, when you're driving to the stadium, your whole offensive scheme is predicated on we're going to make sure we have a double team on these guys at all time. We have to double them. And if we ever don't double them, we're going to get in a problem. And somebody in the press box has to be aware when they're not in the game. Why? Because when they're not in the game, we're going to try to throw the ball more. And we're going to go no huddle to keep them off the field. Right? And mm -hmm. it's rare they're off. What makes all these five guys so unique is their level of conditioning. They never get tired. They play relentlessly. They rush relentlessly. It's a hard thing to do. You're doing sprints, sprints, sprints. These guys have great conditioning. And all these five guys, whether it's Bosa, Parsons, Garrett, Crosby, or Watt, they can speed the power, which means they can take a tackle and push them back. And that's really important. Whereas, like, Adakwe signed the other day with the Bears. He's, he's a rusher that has to run up the field. And he's typically past the quarterback. He doesn't ever turn speed to power, which is why he's on his sixth team. So these five guys are just completely different 
and they create problems for your def- offense. For our radio off- um, audience who didn't see the graphic, the five in the blue chip category for edge rushers, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, and TJ Watt. And because I am a 49ers fan, I got to dive a little bit deeper on, on Bosa here Go real ahead. quickly. Just because I was so impressed with what he's been able to do the last two seasons coming off of the ACL tear. Um, first season off the injury, 15 and a half sacks last year, boost that up even more a league best 18 and a half, 21, um, tackles for loss, uh, that year he had 15 and a half sacks as well. Like he has the pressures. He has the hurries. He has the sack numbers. He's one of those guys that puts the fear of God in you to your point about being a player that you have to game plan against so much. So for me, if I had to give the edge to one of them, it would be the reigning defensive player of the year over the guy who's favored to win it this season, but both defenses are in really, really good shape with those two guys leading the helm. As we look also to the the red chip category that you have here, Michael, you have two Cowboys between blue chip and red chip and two Steelers players as well, adding in Demarcus Lawrence and Alex Highsmith to this conversation. Right. And, and I mean, look, the, let me start with Hassan Riddick. I had him as a red chip. I think Hassan Riddick's really a blue chip. I think he and TJ Watt should have been the final. I couldn't decide between which one I went with TJ. That's a great Riddick's point, really Michael, good. because it's like, who do you knock out of the top five to put him in? But he certainly yeah, deserves yeah. to be there. Yeah, I think he is. He's a different category. Now, these other guys, Lawrence Phillips, Highsmith and Judon, I think they're red chips. Judon hits the quarterback. The other thing we don't talk enough about we get so focused on sacks, we don't talk enough about quarterback hits, Okay. right? If you're coming near the quarterback, let's just go back to Super Bowl 53, I think it was, where the Rams are playing the Patriots, and Jared Goff is getting pressure, and he's got Brandon Cooks open in the end zone, but he throws it a tad too early because of the pressure, and it gets intercepted by Gilmore, right? That is how you create turnovers pressures when the quarterback has to get rid of it before he wants to get rid of it or he doesn't want to hold on to it because he knows he's going to get clobbered though that's important Bosa 48 quarterback hits Miles Garrett 41 that's unique Riddick was the same way and that separates the elite right and that's what creates turnovers that's what creates turnovers you know we had Omar Kelly on he talked about Jalen Phillips Jalen Phillips a really good player not a lot of people know how good he is same thing with Highsmith. I mean, they just paid Highsmith a ton of money. You realize, you know why Pittsburgh held held the Miami Dolphins offense to 16 points in that game? Because Highsmith and, and T.J. Watt, I don't even know if Watt was playing in that game, but T, Highsmith was creating all sorts of problems for their tackles. Judon's another guy that creates pressures. Now, he just got his contract redone because the market has indicated it's gone way up. Yeah, he's done well in New England after Baltimore moved on in 2021. But to to, Heis, to your point about Highsmith, like when TJ Watt was injured, he was phenomenal stepping up. And the reason that I specifically brought up the fact that you have two Cowboys players and two Steelers players is just like to you, what kind of a boost is that to your defense that you've got two guys coming off the edge and endangering a quarterback on the opposite end? Well, it makes it really tough, right? Because you can't slide the protection to Nick Bosa. You can't slide the protection to T.J. Watt because you got to worry about who's got who's got Highsmith. I mean, New England has the same situation too. This is why everybody thinks New England's not going to be very good. Well, I mean, Judon's really good, but Josh Uche could be a star this year. He's in a contract year. He had 12 and a half sacks last year. He was good last year. Didn't play a lot but could rush the passer. They have two edge guys that could really, really create some problems. So when you have that, 
all of a sudden the protection schemes can't be as diverse as if you only have one. You know, if you want to slide the protection to Parson wherever he is, that means Demarcus Lawrence is going to be one-on-one. Yeah. What do you want to do? If you're playing the Miami Dolphins this year and you know their offensive line is not very good, the last thing you want to do is rush three guys. Why? Because that gives five guys to block three. Now they're half decent. But if you rush five and make every one of them block one-on-one, they're not very good. That's the key. And so when you get one-on-one and you get a guy that has to block Lawrence or someone, you know, when you go back and watch Washington and and play the Giants, I mean, you know, how those one-on-ones are created, it becomes problematic for the quarterback because now all of a sudden he's getting pressure in any game or the Cowboys and the Giants, any of those games and the good defensive fronts will bring five and play zone behind it. Josh Uche, along with Montez Sweat and Aiden Hutchinson, the young gun from the Detroit Lions, on your edge rushers to watch list. If you want a more complete and comprehensive breakdown of all of these top edge rushers in the league, make sure you download the GM Shuffle podcast with Michael and Femi Abebefe. Do a great job every week. New episodes dropping Monday and Thursday, and you're continuing to go through blue chip, red chip for every position up until we get to mm-hmm. week one of the NFL season where you're going to kind of cap the top of the mountain with quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, we'll have a quarterbacks. Can't you wait for that? You know who's going to be my for blue that chip. Drama. You know that. You know that. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah, but it's the red chip name, where the drama is going to come, right? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I think Millie could do the blue chips. I think the red <laughs> chips become a little harder. You'll love to see it. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick timeout here. When we return, Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata, will join us to discuss a topic that I usually love, but this week cannot stand college football. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line on VEASAN. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Well, I'm no Brent Musburger. I do love to say soon you will be looking live at the 2023 college football season. And thankfully, VSEN is here to help. Our college football betting guide features best bets from writers and on-air personalities, along with team previews for all 133 FBS teams. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now's the time to come join us. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. The College Football Betting Guide is out now, and the subscription includes an all-access pass to VEASAN Best Bets, betting tools, and daily articles as well. You can sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Speaking of college football, we will dive in a little deeper to the topic as we welcome into the show Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata out there in Atlantic City. By uh, by 2025 there, TG, I'm going to need like some sort of a cheat sheet or just a scorecard in my pocket at all times to tell me who's playing where, but excited to break it down a little bit with you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, um, the Big 12, which I think we're going to dive into here momentarily, uh, watch out for them in college basketball. Oh yeah, that, that, that's wow. gonna be a loaded conference. <clears throat> yeah, that, I, don't you? I mean, that's gonna be incredible, right, TG? I mean, when you got Baylor, you got Kansas, Arizona. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. th- that's that's gonna be incredible. There's gonna be some really mm. Houston. That's right. I forgot about them. Yeah, that'll be amazing. I can't wait for that. That that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's certainly going yeah. to be. 
Um, let's uh, let's talk about them in football for now. The Big 16. Oh, excuse me, the Big 12. I'll hold off on you know Big 16 <laughs> for now. Uh, but we got Texas as the favorite. Year three under Sark. High expectations for them to not only win the Big 12, but potentially make a run at a college football playoff, a national championship. Is Texas back? All of the things. Um, do you feel like that's the the price that y'all have set? Do you feel like that's the fair number for the expectations on this Longhorns team? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, I think, obviously, the the big question, can they finally rise up and meet expectations? It, you know, it just feels like this program is always overhyped and underachieving. Uh, but on paper, they have a lot of talent, and they should be favored to, to win the conference. Quinn Ewers will be starting a quarterback, but, of course, the offense will be missing B. John Robinson. They're returning all other offensive starters. Uh, they have that very early test against Alabama there on September 9th, which is a road game. And the look ahead line right now is Bama favored by a touchdown. Uh, they also have a road game against Baylor two weeks later. So we will see pretty early just what this Longhorns <laughs> team has. Um, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners are the next betting favorite there, plus 325 coming off a disappointing six and seven season, which a lot of those losses, uh, five of them to be exact were by a touchdown or less. Dylan Gabriel was battling injuries last year, but when he's healthy, he's a very dangerous passer. They've lost Marvin Mims, who was Gabriel's top target last season. Also their leading rusher, Eric Gray. But if this Oklahoma team doesn't challenge for the big 12 title, Michael is Brent Venable shown the door here. Yeah, I mean, look, they got great expectations. And, uh, I mean, Venables is going through a personal event. His wife has is, is, been diagnosed with breast cancer, so they're trying to get control of that and obviously taking some of his time. But I do think that Oklahoma expects to be an elite team in the final year of the Big 12. Same with Texas. I mean, I, I know Sark comes with a lot of fanfare there, but he's yet to prove to be a great head coach, whether it's at Washington or USC and now at Texas. I, my question is, are we sure Quinn Ayers is a good quarterback? Are we sure he's an elite? Can he lead the team? He might be able to, but I haven't seen enough evidence of it. That, that's right. I, I think that's absolutely right. We haven't seen enough evidence of it. I mean, as far as the way that the betters are, are taking positions here, they, they are betting both these teams uh, in their season win total, which is both at nine and a half, Texas and Oklahoma. Both are, are being bet to the over here. Um but, you know, Texas is favored to to win the conference. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it's going to come down to Quinn Ewers and, and see uh, can he can he prove that he is a, he is the man there. Kansas State. Yeah, I, I, well, go ahead. Stormy, real quick. I think a sleeper team is Texas Tech. I, I think Texas Tech can be a sleeper team. You know, I think their offense is really good. Yeah, and they're, oh, I love their over seven and a half. Now, I don't know if Tyler mm -hmm. Slow will be the starting quarterback. Or if they, if they, you know, they had the young kid there last year, was just a redshirt freshman who looked really good. But to me, they got 17 starters back, 11 on offense, plus Slough. I, I mean, I think they're a good team. They're, they're, um, yeah, the season one total there at seven and a half. Um, it's actually juiced to the under here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you certainly expect to see Kansas State. Uh, TCU will probably regress a little bit there from what they did last year. So Texas Tech at 9-1, uh, to one, maybe not a bad play there.
might regress a little bit. Um, love what Sonny Dykes did, but I think they might regress a little more than a little <laughs> bit. Kansas State, meanwhile, a shorter shot this year than they were a season ago when they ended up actually winning the Big 12. Also, four new teams in the league this year. Obviously, they'll be adding more later. But of those four new additions, are any of those teams getting a little love? I, I feel unlikely for the conference, but in terms of their win total overs, anybody liking, like, hey, UCF over? or anything like that? Uh, no, to be honest, right. no. None, none of those new teams uh, really are seeing much love at all from the betters. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting what Cincinnati, you know, Satterfield comes from Louisville. I mean, my man Gussie's in a Big 12 conference now. Can he get the quarterback to play well? Um, and look, Houston, Dana Halverson's been in the Big 12 before when he was at West Virginia. So he does have some familiarity with the conference. I think Kansas State's another interesting team, TG, because I think they're tough. And I think the one thing I don't think Texas is is tough. I think Kansas State's one of those teams uh, that always is hard to play. Now, the other one is Iowa State. With all the uncertainty around this gambling, I mean, you got to believe with their starting quarterback who was on a trajectory to really be one of the better quarterbacks at Iowa State college football history – isn't going to play how they recover from that. And the under, I don't know if you took it off the board. It was only at five and a half. Yeah. So now we, we uh, it was five and a half. Now it's been repriced to five and uh, we're actually, even before all that happened, we were getting good two way action there at the five and a half. Uh, so we'll see how people uh, approach that now. Let's go to the sec, Thomas, um, the, where the path, to not only an SEC championship, but a national title certainly goes through the Georgia Bulldogs. Who are people betting as the biggest competition for Georgia in the SEC this year? Well, uh, obviously the biggest competition I think is going to be Bama. Um, you know, they're going to be the, the team contending with them for the SEC title. Uh, Georgia, two-time defending national champions, highest power rated team in college football and they just reload after losing their starting quarterback and Stetson Bennett and big pieces on defense. The great thing, if you're a fan of a program like Georgia, sometimes it's basically like plug and play with five-star recruits year after year uh, issue with Georgia with their win total of 11 and a half. If you're taking the over, they have to go undefeated during the regular season, which is doable for them, but they can't stub their toe at all, which I, I wouldn't really bet on. Um, when you look at, Alabama there losing Bryce Young is a huge blow. So, uh, you know, the, the quarterback situation there still uh, is yet to be decided, whether it's Simpson or Milrow. There really isn't a clear separation between the two yet. I, I believe Saban and Tommy Reese and maybe even Bill Berman will uh, be addressing the media. <laughs> this morning, but, uh, yeah. I wouldn't expect any clarity there from, from them as to what's going on at quarterback. But, you know, they, they have a lot of talent at wide receiver and running back. Uh, the offensive line, I think, will be a question mark for them. Defensively, the tide should be great. This, this group of outside linebackers are outstanding, even for Alabama standards. Um, and, but then when you're looking at a team that's getting a lot of attention in the betting market right now, it's LSU. Um, you know, they're power rated right there at the top of the second tier outside of the top four, which is Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan. Uh, and Jaden Daniels is a big reason why. You know, he threw yeah. for over 2,900 yards, 17 touchdowns last season, only three interceptions, also ran for over 800 and another 11 touchdowns. Uh, the defense is going to be very solid. 
and they're going to be favored in the majority of their games this season, really with the exception of Alabama. So I'm not opposed to anyone who wants to take the over in the season win total, which is at nine and a half for, for LSU. Florida State to start the season, that's going to be a stern test. Mm-hmm. Going to Ole Miss will also be hard. But if Daniel stays healthy and with this defense, LSU could be dangerous this season. And TG, I think that makes a lot of sense when you look at the top two teams in the conference in Alabama and Georgia that both are like lo- losing a top-tier starting quarterback, mm-hmm. like Stetson Bennett not considered top tier, but led them to back-to-back national championships, right? So in a situation of flux, whereas you have continuity in Jaden Daniels with LSU. Awesome stuff, as always. Really appreciate you. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you, TG. And I've said it once. I might as well say it again. LSU, this past year, saw Kim Mulkey win a national championship in women's basketball her second year as a head coach. Jay Johnson win a national championship in college baseball his second year as a coach at LSU. Brian Kelly, is he next for the LSU Tigers to come in for a natty? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you got to like him. I, I don't. I, I will say at the break, we got to talk about Alabama defense when we come back. Okay, we will do. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, if you're planning a trip, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and 
eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line. Welcome back. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. And we just had a great conversation with Thomas Gable of the Racing Sportsbook at the Borgata talking college football. And we closed out discussing the SEC we know Georgia is the favorite odds on number minus 110 and 11.5 win total. High expectations for them to potentially three-peat for a national championship. But you had your eye on Alabama and wanted to talk about that defense, Michael. Why? Well, because last year, I think Nick Saban was embarrassed. I, I think, you know, look, he made changes to his offensive staff. Bill O'Brien went to New England. That wasn't a change. But defensively, he did make a change. And when you give up 52 points and you take such great pride in being a defensive coordinator and a defensive head coach like Nick Saban does, he's going to really get involved here. And I think ultimately I could just sense it last year against Tennessee, against A&M. Their defense could never get control of it. You know, they gave up 31 points to LSU. I expect this Alabama defense to be much improved mm -hmm. in terms of systematic scheme and their execution. They may not have as much talent. They may not have the second pick in the draft like Will Anderson. But I think when your pride gets ruffled like Nick Saban's, I think there's certainly going to be a comeback. Now, will Tommy Reese help their offense? I don't know. I wasn't in love with Tommy Reese's Notre Dame offense, so we'll see. But this I do know. Alabama's defense will be better this season. And I think to your point about Nick Saban stepping in, it's probably going to be a make-or-break year for their defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, entering year three because you're not going to have a Will Anderson star. And you had him last year and still had the mishaps that you've had. And what we know about Alabama is they're one of those perennial programs that they don't rebuild, they reload on any side of the ball at all times. And they are a program that is known for being hard-hitting and tough and all of those things. You need to see that again if you're Nick Saban. Otherwise, you've yeah. got to move on from a guy like that, you'd think. Well, see, Steele wasn't, Steele wasn't the defense coordinator. I, I forget the name of the coach he was who left. Steele was an advisor. He Now he's assuming this role. And so I think because Steele has been with Nick before, he understands Nick completely, has been with okay. him several times. Yeah, he's been I with the team for three years. Exactly. But I, he's been one of those analysts or whatever the hell they call him, right? So, But now he's the coordinator, and he knows what Nick wants. And there's been, since Kirby left, there hasn't been the same level of defensive play from Alabama. And I think a lot of it is because some of these guys don't really understand what Nick's all about. Well, let's um, let's finish out things here these last couple minutes, going from college yeah. football back to the NFL, because it's time, as we always do here around this time on the program, our pro tip. And um, this time talking about training camps and at the start of the show, there were a number of reports that had come out, whether it's the Baltimore Ravens and the frustrations that had boiled over for them offensively or all of the interceptions about Jimmy Garoppolo. Our pro tip today is just about maybe taking some of these reports, especially when it comes to the offensive side of the ball with a little bit of a grain of salt because defenses are often ahead of offenses this time of year and mistakes do give teams and coaches an opportunity to coach up that side of the ball and work out the kinks, no? No no question. And we can't go too positive and too negative, right? You got to kind of even it out. And mistakes are going to be all part of it. And you're going to see it, right? You know, the offense is not going to be in tune 
If the defense can be slightly ahead, you don't know what they're working on. So you have to kind of temper this a little bit. And you can't overreact to what we're seeing because, again, it's all pieces that have to come together. Now, if, you know, you go into a game and the backup offensive line doesn't look good for a team, that's a concern. Or the defensive line can't get pressure as backups, that's a concern. But I think you can't make wild assumptions. One of the things we can't do in betting is make assumptions. And that's where we, most of the time, where we fall short is when we do that. Michael, are there any offenses right now, though, that you are looking at and are particularly excited about this season? Well, yeah, I, I, I am definitely excited about seeing what the Giants do after they paid Daniel Jones. Because I've been watching Giant tape a lot lately, and, you know, their offense, they have to stay ahead of the change. They're not a big play offense. The game's got to kind of go perfectly for them. And now that they've paid him, how are they, are they going to change what they do, right? I mean, even you go back to the Washington game that they won. I mean, Washington has the ball inside the red zone twice and turn it over. They turn it over on downs and they fumbled or else they could lose. Their, their margin of error last year was so slim. And, you know, are they going to be better on? They have to be better on offense. They can't play like they did, especially the second half. So I definitely want to see what that looks like. I want to see Denver, what that's going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know that Sean's going to run the ball more. He's going to try to marginalize what they do. The other one is Buffalo, right? Buffalo got their doors knocked off them, and they got punched in the mouth by Cincinnati, by Cincy's backups. What is Buffalo going to do? Are they going to become more physical? They have to be more physical in the run game. They have to be more physical offensively. I think those are kind of the questions that I go through. And, I mean, I have them for all the teams, right? You know, what's Mac Jones going to look like offensively? You know, what, how is he going to react? And what's their defense going to handle as they carry it through? It's just, to me, every team, maybe with the exception of, of Kansas City and Philadelphia, have questions. Well, and I would say even a team like Kansas City has questions when it comes to their wide receiver core and who's going to be that wide receiver one with the players that they've had to ship out over the last two seasons. We know that Travis Kelsey is a great security blanket and they've got some young up and coming talent in that wide receiver room, but who's it going to be? Of course, knowing that your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, you have a, a certain yeah. level of confidence in how that offense is going to click, but still questions, I would say when it comes to Kansas city to kind of put a bow on, on today's edition though, of the Lombardi line, these last three minutes or so, we had a couple of really great guests earlier who have been paying close attention at training camp, specifically to the green Bay Packers and Miami dolphins. Any really big takeaways from our guests for you today, Michael? You know, I thought I thought Omar has a really good beat on Miami. I think he understands where they're going. I think he's someone we should all read down there because I think he understands the strengths and weaknesses. One of the things you have to do when you're kind of talking to the beat right, you don't want them to be homers, right? Or And then you don't want them to be so negative that nothing's right, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a balance, and I thought he was really balanced. Bill and Green Bay, again, really balanced. I'm anxious to see what LaFleur's offense looks like from talking to him. We know Jordan Love's going to have his ups and downs, and it's LaFleur's job to manage those ups and downs. And I I mentioned it earlier when we had him on, but I truly, when I look at Jordan Love and you compare it to what happened a year ago with Aaron Rodgers, it's I yeah. don't see it being a step down in quarterback play from last year to this year. So seeing their win total at 7.5, considering they won eight games a season ago, like I feel like that's very reasonable for them to get over given the schedule and the division with which they play. 
Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, he didn't trust his receivers. You know, they were young, and, and some of it was on him. He threw the most interceptions he had. You have to go, I think, back to 06. He turned the ball over. Five of those turnovers against Detroit were on him. You know, so, yeah, I agree with you, Stormy. If they just get solid play. Look, they don't need a top five player. Right. They need solid play. And their defense has to hang in there. And as Bill said, they're going to have to stop the run and play that. Miami has different issues, right? Miami's got to run the ball, but is their offensive line good enough to run the football? I think that's what we got from Omar Kelly. He understood that fairly well. And, uh, yeah, offensive line play, I feel like so underrated because it's not sexy, the big guys up front to talk about, but they are some of the most important positions on the football field, and they're the reason that your quarterback has success. They're the reason that your run game has success, and that's just another area that the Dolphins – need to make sure that they can shore up and still figure out if they're going to try to add anything to that running back room. We are still waiting in the wings to find out what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook and beyond. Uh, And Michael, also just one last thing, because we were starting this segment talking about Alabama. I would like to apologize for my brain fart again on Kevin Steele because they did fire Pete Golding last year. So. Yeah, I couldn't remember we got the name. name. I'm sorry. I got the name. No, yeah. No, I look, I mess it all up too, Stormy. <laughs> you know, we're all going to have it, right? It I all got too many together. names running around. But Pete Golding really, I mean, that was a problem last year. Yeah. You know, Nick giving up 52 to Tennessee. Look, Tennessee's good. But Nick Saban giving up 52, I knew that day when I was sitting on my back patio when Bill and I were watching that game, I knew Pete's career was coming to an end at Alabama. Great stuff, as always, today, Michael. We will be back tomorrow. Not the same time, though. 9 a.m. Pacific on weekdays, despite the early morning get-up today. The Handle is coming up next here on VEASAN. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.